the chances are going to go up and up and up. And if you want to take a bet on those chances, you can head over to Bet Online, where you have all of your sports wagering news, NBA actions in full swing, March Madness right around the corner. You got you got the Caps playing. The Wiz are actually playing right now. If you want to bet on them or bet against them, all that information is right there for you on Bet Online. Just use the code Believe B L E A V to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's B-L-E-A-V on Bet Online, where the game starts. As I mentioned beforehand, Stoner looked like he was being super excited about this one, maybe. He's given us the thumbs across here, and he's given a thumbs down for Leon's question. Uh, if Diggs is leaving, looking to leave Buffalo, do we jump in the mix and try to grab him? Stoner, you're not a fan of that decision? Two, two, two reasons. Well, I love Stefan Diggs. I think he's a fantastic football player, wide receiver. This is not the type of guy that you want in your first year trying to establish something new in terms of culture and winning attitudes. You don't want to bring in a guy who you say what you want. There's a lot of excuses as to some of the reasons that he does his things, but he does kind of bring some scrutiny, some unwanted eyes into an organization because of some of the things he does. And then number two is he is the exact same. He's he's Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown. He's the same size as all these guys. He's a great wide receiver. I'm not trying to dismiss him but he's not the type of wide receiver they should bring in. And he's also not the character kind of guy that you want to bring in. And I'm not dogging him. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying that he's not the kind of guy you want to bring in in your first year where you're trying to change the, I don't want to say the word. They, you just don't want that kind of guy here. Yeah. I, I think that it would be a mistake to, to bring in digs when you're looking at taking a quarterback as early as you are because Diggs has shown kind of his frustration with much more experienced QBs. He doesn't yeah. want to be on a team that is recalibrating as Dan Quinn wanted to put it right. He, he wants to be on a contender. He was on one in, in Minnesota and uh, got himself out of that situation. Right. Didn't believe in Kirk cousins. Then with Josh Allen, he loved it there until he didn't love it there. And that is what with Josh Allen should be a perennial contender. So one, he wouldn't want to be here in Washington for longer than it takes him to get through the Dulles airport. So yeah, that's uh that's a, that's gonna be a no from me on that one as well. Now there are a couple of other free agent wide receivers, and we're gonna mm. be talking about some of those in our player focus. And as always, make sure you hit us up on our social media channels and let us know if there's someone specifically you want us to do a player focus on as uh, that is our new uh, series that we have coming out. We have eight free agents picked out. The first one was already out, and that was Tyron Smith. And then we have Brian Burns coming out tomorrow. And then on Sunday, it is Michael Pittman Jr., Mm -hmm. who you, uh, Stoner, would really like to see here in Washington. Maybe a little bit of preview on that one? Yeah, I like Michael Pittman Jr. For, kind of for all the reasons that I talked a little bit about earlier, but he's a bigger receiver. Uh, he hasn't had necessarily had the opportunity to 
make big plays because he hasn't necessarily had the quarterbacks in Indianapolis the last four years. You think of who he's dealt with, the Carson Wentz's of the world. And then one year he had the Matt Ryan, Ellinger, and another guy I can't remember. Last year was Richardson and Minshew. And he had Mm. uh, his rookie year, he had um, uh, Phillip Rivers. So he hasn't necessarily had the chance, but he's put up massive numbers. Did you forget Carson Wentz? I said Wentz. Yeah, I, I mentioned Wentz, but uh, yeah, he had Carson Wentz for a whole year. I mean, he had 109 catches last year, sure. Nathan. Yeah. Now he doesn't have the big home run numbers that you sort of look for in your number one receiver. But again, he is that size that you're looking for. He's 6'4", 225 pounds. He, has, he catches like 69% of the balls thrown at him. So he has a, an awesome catch percentage. Uh, he's what you need differently than all of these these little burner guys that we have on the outside. So, um, I mean, his speed, DJ Chark is 6'4", sub 4'4". Well, I mean, Pittman is 6'4", 4'5". So he was 4'5", 2 at the combine. So it's not like he's slow. He's not a plotting kind of big receiver. He's not Steven Sims or Cam Sims. He's not that. He's not. So that's the kind of guy I want. So I would love Michael Pittman Jr. He's outperformed T. Higgins in the last four years. And T Higgins has had Joe Burrow for four years. Sure. He's also had smart chase and he's had, uh, yeah. Um, who's the other guy, the, the third receiver that they got, who's also a free agent, I believe, uh, Boyd Boyd. Yeah. He's a, um, uh, unrestricted free agent as well. But I mean, I just, I like Michael Pittman jr. And I do also appreciate that that one game, not this past season, but the season before when Washington played, and he had a chance to basically wrap up the game for them, and he dropped a wide-open pass, so I appreciated that. So that's why I think he was trying to tell us <laughs> something. He was trying to say, hey, look what I do. What I, I want to come play for you and uh, and Terry McLaurin. It would be it would be interesting. Pittman Jr. reminds Leon of Garcon, and that would be – that'd be – that that's some high praise. Pierre Very Garcon underrated was receiver yeah. here in Washington was Pierre Garcon. Yeah, Pierre Garcon was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be that if he turns out to be Pierre Garcon, then sure. I just see him more of Terry McLaurin type than I do see him being uh, Pierre Garcon. So, uh, okay. and I just don't think you need to. Uh, Terry McLaurin's on the roster. PNW headed out, taking the boss lady to Valentine's dinner. We do appreciate everybody who stayed with us here on this Valentine's Day. Hopefully, you do have uh, yourself uh, somebody to spend the time with. EP and uh, Mrs. Stoner uh, again indulging us here uh, and allowing us to to still have ref the district on our standard Wednesday. Let's get this one out of the way now, just because uh, he's up here, and I definitely deliberately put it uh put his picture up here but chase young is a free agent washington of course shipped him away for a the 100th pick in this upcoming nfl draft do they take him back does he even want to come back stoner i mean you just can't even imagine what sort of circus it would be if he came back so no they're not they're not even going to talk to him they they lost his number that ain't happening yeah, it is. It is definitely not. No one seems to want uh, want it to happen, and and it would be. I think it would be irresponsible to take him back. 
I think that he'll probably end up uh, on a roster somewhere on a one-year or two-year deal, kind of a prove-it type situation. Uh, but it ain't, it's not going to be here. The uh, mask here, I'm more likely to buy a Shaka Tony jersey than bring back Chase nice. Young. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Shaka Tony is, uh, is actually a, a uh, edge that Washington could potentially still have on the roster. He was suspended for the year, but I don't think that was his final year. So he might have one more uh, deal with us there. All right, yeah. let's... Let's uh let's go down the line here that I have. Let's go talk about some safeties. Are there any safeties that you can think of that you would like to see here in Washington, not named Cameron Curl, who we talked about during the game? Give me a give me a few from the top of the list. Ant, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, yeah. Xavier McKinney, Kyle right. Duggar. Yep. Hmm. Um, Jordan Whitehead, hmm. C.J. Gardner Johnson. I think they're going to have to go a little bit uh, into the what's that, you know, the bargain bin on safety here. Uh, Winfield, man, he's going to cost a, a lot of money. Love mm-hmm. everything that he does. He's the type of safety that everybody covets. Uh, so, yeah, I just don't think he's going to he's going to get a massive deal. But yeah, yeah, I'd love him for sure. So how about any of those others that I listed, Stone? Are you big on maybe a Geno Stone? How about Jeremy Chin? Remember, he was uh, he was somebody who was supposed to be right there with Chase Young in the Defensive Player Rookie of the Year Award. Yep, yep. And kind of yep. not been good. Maybe maybe we say no just because we don't want to continue being the Commanders. <laughs> right. But I think there's some something to the um, the bargain bin with a guy like that that – can be serviceable and can do good things for you. Um, safeties, you know, you got to have good safeties, but I'm not a big, like you have to have the the top safeties uh, in the league. Washington had, not last year, but the year before, the combo of Curl and Forrest were top five ranked um, yep. DBs, and they had a very good defense, but, it, you know, it was still a defense that gave up a lot of big plays. So, yeah. I just don't think this is one of those areas where they should spend a lot of money. So go after a guy like maybe Geno Stone, like you said. I'd love to have him uh, steal him from Baltimore for sure. I think we'll be interesting. We're going to be talking about linebacker free agents here in just a moment. But I think that that with the current staff, I feel like they're going to be more focused on those cornerbacks and more focused on the linebackers than they will be the safeties. So I do think that mm-hmm. – they're not necessarily going to pick somebody. And then it will also matter, where do you put Quan Martin? Do you keep him out where he started sure. to really thrive in that kind of slot role, or do you push him back out to becoming a safety? Because he has the ability to play either. I do hope that they kind of make it so that way they have you know him in one role and he can specialize in that role. So I think that he kind of – Got the raw deal early on with having to do too much. Uh, Kevin here with the uh, Newmark connection inside track on Gardner Johnson. A free yeah, well, agent to, to be out of there from Detroit. You'll probably learn a lot about Gardner Johnson depending on what Washington does. If Washington offers him and and either gets him or, or he goes on to somewhere else, then you'll know that he's the type of guy that Newmark would like. But if they don't even offer him, then you know that Newmark is like, this is not the guy you want on your squad. 
So yeah, sure. there's a little bit of inside information from him uh, that's going to help. I think that's, we talked about it during the coaching section, but it's just like when you have the coaches and the people that we're bringing in from across the league, you're going to get a lot of inside track on these players and that it's going to be, you know, kind of exciting to see who they bring in because, you know, sometimes you have the Ron Rivera's who bring in their guys like a David Mayo, but then sometimes you're bringing in guys who have a higher caliber because that player really wants to play with them and just happen to be on free agent. Uh, JG is asking everybody what free agents do you want to spend big money on? Uh, we have our top uh, eight here for ref the district that we're going to uh, to give out and dole out during the next couple of weeks here in our player focus. But that is an excellent um you know, question for you as far as that's come. And uh, spoiler alert, Noah, Queen is one of the eight. And we'll get down to the linebackers here. And like I said, in a moment. All right, cornerbacks, you were not high on Kendall Fuller. I said go ahead and retain him. You want Legereus Sneed, mm. who might end up getting franchise tag. Yeah, uh, a lot might. of other people wanted Jalen Johnson. The Bears are unlikely to let him go. So who else would you be in the mood for? Maybe an Adoree Jackson, Miles Bryant, Bryce Hall. C.J. Henderson, you were a big fan of Jeff uh, Okuda, who's taken Okuda. just after, yeah. yeah, just just after Chase Young. I mean, I thought Jeff Okuda was just going to be a fantastic corner, but he's already going to be on his third team when he was drafted the same year as Chase Young. This is going to be like Chase Young. Chase mm -hmm. Young's probably going to be on his third team already. That's how um, kind of out of favor he is with teams. He's just not as good as I thought. He was going to be, but this is this is where you spend money with a with a cornerback. I know it didn't work out when they signed William Jackson the third, but this is where you want to spend big money if the guy is right. And and I'm a big fan of Legarius Sneed. I, I'm not taking into consideration what the Chiefs may do. I mean, they sure. may franchise him, they may sign him to a long term deal, whatever. Legarius Sneed is the kind of guy I want on my team. He is ornery. He um, he is physical at the line of scrimmage with receivers. And until the Super Bowl, Nathan, until the Super Bowl, he did not give up a touchdown the entire season for a starting cornerback. And he gave one up in the Super Bowl, I think, to Juwan Johnson. Can't remember. But that's how good he's been all season. Think about that. A starting corner who I believe played in every game. Maybe he missed a game or two. Didn't give up a touchdown all year. Yeah. That, that's the kind of guy I want on my team. Cornerbacks are, are really important, especially when in this, uh, this day and age where the, the rules favor the offense, right? And I mean, they, they kind of always try to favor the offense because mm -hmm. offense tends to put butts in seats. Yeah. And, and then it's just kind of gotten more and more in, in that line. So you want somebody to be able to kind of shut down a top wide receiver and force an offense to go elsewhere. I, I personally feel like Washington should be spending their big money elsewhere and not necessarily on a cornerback that, I mean, I think Kendall Fuller is an excellent pickup for Washington. I think he's going to be at the right price point for Washington in this regard, because it is an important position, but Snead, I think just maybe takes a little too much of the cap where I think that they have, stronger needs elsewhere on the that's roster. Fair. That's fair. Uh, one of those areas is the linebacker core. 
Uh, I mentioned Cody Barton and David Mayo uh, and Klee Hudson, who were your numbers two through four linebackers. Cody mm-hmm. Barton was actually supposed to be number one, uh, but really um, Davis finally came along. Okay. And I think he played well. Um, so linebacker is somewhere where I think that you can get somebody good, maybe a Patrick queen, maybe a van Ginkle. Willie gay is out there. Uh, Levante Davis, Bobby Wagner, Devin white, uh, are out here. Good linebackers out there. Good, good linebackers out there. And something I really think that they would like to do is get themselves, uh, one of these quality linebackers to help them run the defense that they want. The physical, uh, defense that they want. Uh, Frankie Louvu is apparently the guy that uh, Gus Bus wants. Uh, mm-hmm. Poor man's Fred Warner. Yeah, I'd take a poor man's Fred Warner. I'd take Fred Warner. Is he a free agent? Can you sign <laughs> I believe he, I mentioned his name. No, Fred Warner is not. Oh, okay. uh, no. So, is yeah. Van, remind me of Van Ginkle. Is he the guy in Arizona? Miami, Miami? and no, okay. he was Miami uh, and just he. Absolutely terrorized Sam and the uh, that guy in uh, Arizona. And I can't even remember his, he was like a defensive end second stringer. He's the one that um, had the sack fumble touchdown on uh, Sam Howell. Yeah. Early in that game. I can't remember his grit. Maybe it was Grizek or something. Anyway. Yeah. Something like that. I always get that mixed up, but yeah, Van Ginkle, he may, he was terrorizing. (laughs) And I'm always afraid of that. Like you see a guy just absolutely kill your team. You're like, oh, I got to have him. And then you forget to look at the other 16 games where he was kind of pedestrian. Now he wasn't. I'm not saying that. No. But that's kind of what Washington does, has done in the past. You see a guy terrorize you and you say, oh, I got to have him. And then he comes here and then he just have an Familiarity bias, right? Like exactly. We'd like to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pass on defensive tackles, I imagine. Yeah. No need to grab a defensive tackle in free agency. Washington's got four decent ones, a couple good blue chippers, and then a good backup in Mathis and Ridgeway. So we're going to skip through that. Then it is the edge rushers. Now, Stoner, you and I, we disagree on the second most important position. Let's do a poll. Let's do a quick. Can we do a poll like in here? Didn't I see one time that? We're able to do a poll. Like if a you can figure poll. it out, you can. F- if you can figure it out, get in there. The simple wow. question is for people to answer for Stoner and I. Yeah. What is the second most important position in the NFL? QB is number one. Right. right. What is the number two most important position in the NFL? Yeah. Let, before we answer, maybe move on, but have let's wait and see what everybody thinks is. So we got left tackle, offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. We've got left tackle, pass mm-hmm. rusher, long snapper, spider monkey, having some fun there. Gus with an edge rusher, left tackle, left tackle. Uh, is this a 4-3 or a 3-4 defense? One, two, a 3-4 three, has been kind four. of tempting to run. I'm very interested in seeing where they have. Teddy going to go with the blind side. Mass collector, center, not a bad option there. Andrew going to go here. Uh, with a left tackle as well. Yam, left tackle. It looks like left tackle's winning um, on this one. But uh, I, I'm I'm with Gus and those who said edge rusher. It is, to me, you got to get a pass rusher. 
You got to get some the best the best position or the most important position is the QB. The second most important is the person stopping the QB. Uh, you can have a good left tackle, all right. But if you have a quality pass rusher who can attack, I think as who said it here, Gus Bus was saying it. You know, an edge rusher can attack the right tackle. You know, the left tackle is going to be on the left side. But if you put yeah. Bosa out on the right or on the on the opposite end, you're never going to get that matchup. You're going to have Bosa against your right tackle. But assuming you have a right-handed quarterback, he can see that guy. He can see that guy if he's coming. Yeah, a lot good that's done, people, for TJ Watt, for Bosa, for like it's like Montez Sweat made a good, had a good year, six six sacks in both locations, and he was predominantly coming from that side. So to me, you get get an edge rusher here. So Mike is going to get a big shout out here. You you take a tackle like everybody yeah. else in the. You chest. do want to build from the inside out. I do agree with that. Uh, Mike here, one to ten grade for the coaching and front office hires, and what the team record next year. So Mike with the super chat, always getting priorities with the super chats uh, when they when they come up there. So a lot of people, by the way, did end up saying uh, cornerback and middle linebacker was uh, another one there. So. Let's uh, let's answer Mike Mike's question here for his ten dollars super chat stoner grade from one to ten. We'll say one is the worst, ten is the best uh, for all the coaching in front office hires, just collectively mm-hmm. as a whole. And then, mm-hmm. what do you think the team's record in the early early stages? By the way, we haven't done free agency, we haven't done the draft. What's the mm-hmm. early early stages of what you give them? Um, I'm gonna go with. For the coaching and front office hires, I'm going to go with about an 8.6. The Bobby Johnson one what is what knocks it down a little bit. And then, of course, as you know, I'm not high on Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'll say 8.6 is my grade. Yeah, I think that's fair. Roger going to go with an 8 as well. I'll give it a, a 7.5. Uh, normally very positive here in the Perry household, but I'm I'm uh, going to hedge my bets a little bit. I think there's a lot of good potential here. I do understand the concerns when people talk about too much experience, too mm. many people coming from different backgrounds. Many, so it's going to be uh, really important. Too to, many uh, alphas. Yeah. It's going to be really important for them to kind of figure that out and get into that aligned vision that Dan Quinn and Adam Peters are talking about, because if they can do that, this is going to be a, a banger staff. But if, if uh, they struggle to get on the same page, then Washington will struggle. The difference between a playoff record and not a playoff record will depend on whether or not this staff is together on the same page. And that gets us to the next part of, uh, of Mike's question here. What do you think the team record is going to be at this point? I refuse. I refuse to answer that question. I can't do it when when I have no idea who any of the players are going to be. You know the answer. You know the answer. You know the answer. It is 17 until we find out otherwise. Yeah. 100%. So thanks again, Mike, for the $10 super chat. Okay. Um, Can I just say something real quick, Nathan? Of course. I don't know what you did when you were connected in your audio board, but do that from now on. Because that... (laughs) the sounds are coming back coming by how they're supposed Perfect. to Perfect. It was actually a software update. They fixed the, the ducking <laughs> issue. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So uh, a lot of people agreeing nine on the coaching and nine and eight record seven and eight seems pretty good. So Mike, I hope we gave you a good discussion 
for your solid donation. Great donation. We appreciate that here. So most people seem to agree with you, Stoner, when it came to the offensive tackle. Me, personally, it's the pass rusher. And you got several good ones out here on edge rushing. You got Brian Burns. You got Josh Allen. You got uh, Daniel Hunter, Bryce Huff. I mean, you can even get a Chase Young if you want. Zadarius Smith is out there. Mm. To me, this is a position that Washington, if they do not spend money on their edge rusher, then you should expect them to take an edge rusher with one of their high picks. They're probably going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, if whoever they buy, right? Like if they buy offensive line and free agent, then they're going to go heavy on the D pass rush. If right. they get your spend money on a Brian Burns, who may or may not get tagged in Carolina, Carolina does not want to let him go. They had trade offers on the table and they kept him. He doesn't want there in Carolina. Maybe he wants here in Washington. We'll have to see if that deal ends up working out. But if you get a Brian Burns, then maybe you wait until one of your third round picks to get another pass rusher. Mm-hmm. But Washington mm-hmm. has a desperate need at elite pass rushing talent. And so I would love to see Brian Burns here. He's my, he's my top choice. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, not far behind. Hunter and Huff, also really good. Zarius Smith would be fine. Uh, I would stay away from um clowny and chase young i know they're kind of the same side of a different coin or two different sides of the same coin rather um but yeah botch that one stoner botch that one uh so how about you how about how about the edge rushers for you any of those names really gonna you want to give up uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like all of those. All of those are, are quality pass rushers. I mean, what uh, Daniel, Danielle, however you say Hunter. his name, Daniel, yeah. I think Hunter, what yeah. he did in Minnesota this year was outstanding. He was very dominant. But I, I do like the Josh Allens and, Brian, and uh, Brian Burns of the world. Those are extra talented kind of guys. But I can't give them, uh, Nathan, I can't give them $25 million a year. I can't. I can't spend 25% or 30% of my available cap space on one edge rusher. And that's what they're going to get because as you said, it's either the second or third most position. So therefore they're going to get the second or third most amount of money in the off season. So I don't think that that's what they should do um, in the off season this year, free agency. I think they should draft guys that they hope are going to do well. I mean, they're going to have to get guys because they don't have any on the roster. They have absolutely zero on the roster unless you're talking about Shaka Tony. He's the only one still under contract, and I don't even know K.J. Henry and Jones Jr., the rookies. The rookies are still out there, sure. But those other guys, they're all gone. Yeah, Washington's in a bad spot as far as edge rushers. Now, Roger brought up the point here with the, uh, you don't know if it's a three, four four, three defense. If it stays a four, three, you're going to need edge rushers. If it's a, ends up switching to a three, four, then Washington has some options there because they can put Mathis in a, like the nose tackle and push out Allen and Payne on kind of those edge spots. And then you have, um, your linebackers playing that more of a role. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I do believe it should be 
a four three, but I wouldn't be. It'll be interesting to see what they they do. Lock, locked on law agreeing with me. Going to be a four three. Uh, that's what it is. It's really hard to switch. Uh, yes, mass collector. We still have Ridgeway as well. Um, it's really hard to switch back and forth. We've seen that here in Washington when they kind of go back and forth and do that kind of thing. Um, so I just feel like it's going to stay a four, three until we get the personnel for a three, four, uh, Gus bus had shared. I, I popped this one up here, but I wanted to talk about this one yet again to kind of, I, I keep mentioning, I have a spreadsheet I'm working on right now. And it kind of dives into this right here. It's so important to lock up an edge rusher and free agency so we don't reach in the draft. The spreadsheet that I'm I'm, I'm making currently is going to look at the last four years worth of draft picks in the top 100. And it talks about their snap counts and it's going to have like an expected value of snap counts. So of course, a wide receiver is only going to be out there for a certain amount. So uh, of your snaps anyway, so you don't expect them to be out there at 100. But it's kind of trying to figure out where the positional value is in those top 100 and where you should be kind of spending your picks. Spoiler alert, early readings on this say interior offensive linemen are excellent in the second and third round. You're going to get a lot of value, uh, starter value out of them. And probably the most surprising to me was pass rushers and how often mm. they failed mm. in the NFL when taken in the top 100 surprising. Mm. It really was because I'm, I'm really big on Washington with one of their first three picks picking a, an edge rusher. And now I'm not so certain because it turns out edge rushers don't nearly make the impact that uh, when taken in the top 100 that you'd expect on average compared mm-hmm. to the some of the others. So again, I am very, uh, I'm still trying to put this together, tr- still trying to get all those kind of things, but it is going to come out probably next week, if not next week, then uh, later on. So that, that's yeah. going to be good stuff. I, I like when you put together these spreadsheets and, and gives you more data to, to make better uh, opinions about mm-hmm. some of these players uh, that we may want in free agency or not, or or when to draft a guy, when not to draft a guy. So that's going to be a good spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the the finished project uh, there. So we talked about edge rushers. Let's move on to the line. Right, we talked about the building from the trenches. You got the the we talked about the defensive line. Let's get to the offensive. Washington may or may not have a center. Right, Tyler Larson's uh, free agent, not likely to come back. Stromberg was drafted in the top 100, but he was guaranteed not to see the field. Now they put him out at, at the left guard position, and then he can't even necessarily win that. And he got injured. So here are the centers, the top, uh, some of the top centers that are out there. You got Cushenberry, uh, Biadas, James Williams, Brown, Brewer, Dieter, I, McGovern is out there. There's not too much I actually know about a lot of these centers. This is probably where I would want to spend some of my draft capital. Yeah, on the center position. Yeah. Unless unless Ricky Stromberg is the guy. We don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe this new regime likes him at that center position. I mean, the last regime liked him at the guard position, and we know how they are at evaluating talent. So maybe he is actually a pretty good center 
and this team won't have to go out and spend on it because yeah. I mean, it just seems crazy that you do take a guy in the top 100 as a center. And then you, he wasn't even, was even third string in training camp at the center position. I, I think yeah. he, maybe he was third string, but yeah, I think because it was Nick Gates, Kyle Larson, and then it was Tromberg. And I remember there was the one of the training camp days, and he was and Stromberg was on the sideline when the first unit went in, the second unit went in, and he was one of those guys that when the second unit of offense was in and they just needed some guys to play defense just to give somebody to stand up against. He mm. was one of those guys. Like the yeah. defense is on the other field, right? So there is no defense. You just have to have bodies out there. Coaches mm. are out there filling linebacker spots or whatever, and they just throw it. That's what Ricky Stromberg was doing. And so maybe it wasn't a great draft pick and they do have to spend in free agency, but yeah, they need a center this off because Tyler Larson, God bless him. Yeah. He's not the guy. He he's he's been the fourth or fifth center on this team for a while. Got a chance as the second center, but yeah, Tyler Larson not going to be on this roster. The the thing with Stromberg and and I agree we're not going to sign one of these free agent centers, but sticking with the Stromberg discussion, Stoner, I don't think this coaching staff can definitively say whether or not he is going to be the center because he didn't get a shot at it last year. Yeah. And so they're going to go off of the scouting report that they had of him coming in the league, which yeah. they may or may not trust at this point. <laughs> right. So I just don't see it kind of coming in there with uh, with with that one there. So uh, how about the guards? This is another one here, Stoner, that I just think that they're better off spending one of their top 100 picks on. Like I said, there tends yeah. to be a lot of value out there, but I mean, you could get like a Zeitler. There's Kevin Dotson, Robert Hunt, Jonah Jackson mm -hmm. that are out there. So there's there's potential chance to get yourself a guard to kind of hunker down that left side because the right side is Sam Cosme, and I yep. expect him to get a deal before the end of the season is over because he yep, seems very much like a Dan Quinn kind of guy. Agreed. Yep, and and. You don't have to pay a lot for guards, right? So you don't have to necessarily use a huge chunk of your cap. So, yeah, I think they will go out and get a guard in free agency. Left side was Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul, and God bless Chris Paul. I was kind of high on him. You're really hoping. high on Chris Paul. Well, I mean, he had one. His first game this year was actually pretty darn good. Uh, but then after that, he was really bad. And what, I think he what was a bigger misstep on your part, Stoner? The Sam Howell is him or the Chris Paul is him? Well, I said Chris Paul should have been considered for uh, Offensive Player of the Week in the NFL <laughs> that first week. Yeah. And I do some of that kind of tongue-in-cheek or, you know, to have a little fun with it. But, um, I mean, Chris Paul was just really disappointing in, in everything that he showed in that game against Dallas last year, that last game of the year, when he finally got his yeah, sol Solid outing, sure. He was, he was really darn good. But, mm. you know, we should have known that he couldn't beat out uh, Andrew Notwell. He couldn't beat out um, who was the guy on the other side, Trey Turner. He couldn't beat out Sadiq Charles. Mm -hmm. So we should know at that point that he's not the guy uh, to be your left guard. So it's disappointing. Sadiq Charles has been a disappointing. What was he, a four, third or fourth rounder? Fourth rounder, yeah. He was a fourth rounder who was actually expected to go a lot higher. 
so yeah, they're going to have to upgrade there, and it's not going to cost you a lot of money. So maybe go out and get one of those um, better free yeah. agents. Braden Daniels, maybe. Again, these are going to be people that yeah. they're going to have to kind exactly. of uh, yeah. you know figure out early on. Um, whether I mean, or not and, they're worth. Andrew Wiley did play guard a little bit uh, in Kansas City. Uh, well, actually, quite a bit, not even a little bit, but he played right guard. I don't know. It's just so easy. Like a lot of people want to sign a left tackle and move Charles Leno to right tackle. It's not that easy. The guy's been playing left tackle yeah. for 10 years. And the same thing with Andrew Wiley. He's played right guard and right tackle. It's not easy to just say, okay, now go be a left yeah. guard. Usually if you're a swing tackle, like the backup tackle and you're a swing tackle, you yeah. spend a lot of time working on those techniques to be serviceable in both to extend right. your life in the not for long. Right league that is the Lucas yeah. is a great example of that yeah absolutely so let's speaking of the tackles this is somewhere where we feel Washington could certainly upgrade whether or not it's yeah. on the left or the right now I definitely defend Charles Leno uh mm-hmm. probably more than I should mainly because people talk about him as if he's like the 50th best tackle uh left tackle out there and he's not uh, but you do ha- got some good names out there. Uh, Anwanu, Williams, uh, Tyron Smith, who we talked about on Monday. Trent Brown is out there, former yeah. first rounder in Beckton. I mean, is there is there a big need, do you think, to go ahead and get an offensive tackle here yeah. in free agency? Yeah, I think offensive tackle is, is a really big deal to try and get. When you're going to draft a uh, a guy – Again, let's just say it's Drake May at number two. You have to have an experienced left tackle to protect him. You don't want him back there getting beat up from the blind side too much and just kind of have him looking over his shoulder all the time. So you need that. You also do need to draft a guy and then have him develop over the next couple of years, hopefully, that you can then slide in. That's kind of what they did in Chicago when Charles Leno was there, they drafted a guy to kind of be his eventual replacement. Then they went ahead and cut him. And then that guy wasn't even the guy. Mm-hmm. So that was the mistake they made, but they made, but I like that idea of drafting a guy to be Charles Leno's replacement or drafting a guy to be a Tyron Smith replacement. Uh, because Tyron Smith is, if you watched our video that we put out uh, yesterday or Monday, that's the type of guy that I think Washington should go after. He's going to cost a little bit of money. He is injury prone. And same with all these other guys. They're all injury prone and they're going to cost some money. But get a guy who can get over there for two or three years mm-hmm. and protect your rookie quarterback's blind side. Yep. Uh, JG, maybe that'll be a cool down topic for next week. So uh, potential trades. Maybe that can be a fun uh, topic. Writing it for down, us. JG. Absolutely. And Brian here, 75% chance Leno is our starting left tackle opening day. Dala Dala. I'm with you, Brian. I think that it's going to be Charles Leno. Uh, again, if you spend a high, if you spend a second or third round draft pick on a tackle, most of them ended up being right tackles. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. An important mm-hmm. position. Absolutely. Uh, so that is uh, somewhere where Washington could potentially spend. Uh, spend some of their money. They can also potentially spend some of their money and value on a tight end free agent wise. Mm-hmm. Some uh, good ones. Yep. Uh, so you have Noah Fant, Schultz is out there, Hunter Henry, Parkinson, Bryant, Everett, 
uh, Trotman, Gasecki is back on the there. Austin Hooper, uh, Farrell Brown, who a lot of people um, wanted as well. So where do you fall on the tight ends in free agency? Yeah, they're probably going to have to go out and get one of those uh, because Logan Thomas has the type of contract where it's where he's probably going to uh, get uh, cut and have that dead cap because they're going to save a lot of money against this contract. Look, Logan Thomas, he's not done done, but he's done, right? He's hes at that age mm-hmm. and at that place where he might have another year, maybe two years to where he's just kind of hanging on. But we need to move on and get somebody, again, in this air raid offense who's going to be uh, a very important role, somebody who can find those holes in the zones and force them into man-to-man so your outside guys can do uh, some damage. So moving on from Logan Thomas, I think really there's five or six guys that can come in here and do some work. And all those guys that you talked about, the Fants, the Hoopers, the Gaseckis, the Henrys, uh, Ferguson, did you say the guy in Dallas? Is he on that list? Uh, no. no. Ferguson, what was the guy kind of in the middle? Oh, this is I got rid of it already, so that's oh, what okay. that's what I get here. Hold on, maybe I did mention it, and I just have to bring it up here. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, Parkinson, Brian Everett, Trotman, Parkinson that I was thinking of then, but yeah, so these are guys that are kind of Logan Thomas lights. All those guys. But think of those guys who have done damage el- elsewhere. The Dalton Schultz's of the world, the world, uh, Gasecki. I don't know what did what's his name ended up doing. Uh, guy who's in Philly and then Arizona. Ertz did he sign somewhere? Already? He signed like, with was it? He signed with one of the playoff teams and then didn't see the field. Oh yeah, right didn't even yeah yeah. Uh, but guys like that who have had success in one spot and then got a nice contract and didn't necessarily do anything again, like Hooper and Gasecki. Those guys are the type of guys that can come in here um, and do some pretty good damage for Washington. And you put it up there earlier that Lockdown said about Armani Rogers. I mean, he's one of those guys that we watched and we're just super impressed with. And hopefully he can come back from his injury. What yeah. was what was his? Was his uh, his knee? Uh, I think it was a knee and JG brings up the point here. How much confidence we have in a guy who spent the whole year in IR. Yeah. It's, it's going to be six, six and, and converting to the tight end position. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see whether he can say it. I I think I'm very excited about him, but who knows? Maybe Curtis Hodges finally cracks the, uh, the roster as well. he, was on the 53 up until like the final few years here wide receivers. We talked about your love of Michael Pittman jr. That one's going to come out on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also the likes of Hollywood Brown. You got T Higgins, Mike Evans, who I know you love Calvin Ridley's back on there. Yeah, uh, Gabe Davis Ridley. is, is out there. Donovan people's Jones, DJ shark was somebody had mentioned uh, someone in the chat had mentioned, um, so that's right, Brian. Thanks for that. Hodges did get cut after finding himself injured late in the season. What a waste of a roster spot! Like, mm-hmm. like no, no offense to Curtis Hodges, but it was just yeah. an interesting personnel decision was- on their part to make him a healthy and active all year long. Then he gets injured. You put him on IR, and then you cut him. It just felt like a waste Weird. of uh, ability there. So, uh, Gregory, big fan of Ridley. Pittman was the one you picked. Is there anybody else on that list that you would like 
I mean, you you couldn't talk me out of uh, T. Higgins. I like the T. Yeah, Higgins, T. Higgins uh, is nice. as well. He's probably going to get the most money out of all these. Uh, right. Darnell Mooney is there as well. Mm. Uh, I'm not. There, there's some of those, though, I'm not in favor of, like the Hollywood Browns. And uh, give me a couple others again. OBJ, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Noah no, Brown, no. KJ Osborne. Mm, I mean, we got to stay away from these six-foot, 190-pound guys. They need a big receiver. Period. And so whoever that may be, Pittman, Higgins, they're about the same size, about the same speed. Uh, for whatever reason, Higgins was a little bit more explosive in terms of his average per catch in his TDs, but um, Pittman caught a whole lot more. I, they need a big guy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm starting to come around on the, the DJ uh, Chark thing. Sure. I, I think that one might be someone who I. Uh, that's a bargain bait. That's a base, a yeah. bargain kind of. We don't like those. We've tried that. And so fans sure. would not be happy with a guy that they're going to try and bring in and and not as a starter, right? Because that guy would probably be a starter. He'd be the number three receiver. Yeah. So uh, we don't like bargain hunting for starters. Yep, that's, that's fair. Uh, Gregory asking, when does free agent start? So the legal tampering period starts March 11th. Uh, so that's when teams can start talking to outside free agents of course for those who want curtis samuel to remain in town they can be talking to them right now so uh that is uh the difference maker there running backs any running backs that you want to sign to the team i'm i'm of the market of you just go ahead and i'll take b rob rodriguez and um player x to be determined yeah jared freaking patterson Derek gord Jonathan Williams, it doesn't matter. Jonathan Williams, free agent. So. Yeah, there you go. He's a free agent, but he's a Ron guy, so I don't know if yeah. he's going to be around. All right, last but certainly not least, any of the free agent QBs, a lot of people started talking about maybe you take uh, sign Kirk Hudson, Cousins back here in Washington, and then you can afford to take Marvin Harrison Jr., who I agree is probably the second best player in this draft. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm not signing any free agent. Not starters. No. Pro Bowler Gardner Minshew. No. Nope. Sam Darnold. You like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, but I I don't see a need for him sure. in Washington. You have a backup quarterback who gets paid um, one million dollars a year, and you've got him for two more years, and he's fully capable of coming in yeah. and playing if your rookie quarterback is either hurt or is not getting the job done. So there's no reason to go out and spend 8 to $10 million a year on a Jacoby Brissett type. Sure. Uh, back on the uh, running backs, Gregory was wanting uh, Barkley. Locked on law agreed with that. Um, so they, great, great running backs. And Derrick Henry out there as well. Just not – it's not – the value isn't there at the running back position. Uh, locked on law with with my home favorite here, the Oklahoma favorite, Baker Mayfield. I think if this were last year, we're in a different QB conversation. Mm-hmm. Last year, absolutely, uh, I think in the market for a vet QB this year, you're drafting one. Sam is going to be 
your backup, and then you're probably going to find yourself another undrafted free agent to kind of round out your your emergency QB. Who knows? Maybe Jake Fromm uh, is still around on the roster. So yeah, I I'm not going to go ahead and take any of these uh, QBs. I the, it was tempting taking maybe one of the better free agent QBs and pairing them with a with the Marvin Harrison Jr. But I I'm gonna pass. I want I want somebody who's gonna be here for the next decade, and I want them to take them uh, in a high draft pick. Tommy earlier had asked us, would you draft the Alabama kicker with the later round picks? I don't even like drafting uh, kickers in fantasy, so not gonna draft one in in the real life draft. And the last but not least conversation for tonight on this 160 episode is how you know will we see uh free agents want to come here now that washington has a new owner a new staff has a lot of people that seem to want to be here and things really do feel different what do you I think mean, i mean logically you would think that we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves with that because we think these are great hires but you know do uh, does Michael Pittman Jr., Brian Burns, Tyron Smith, do they all agree that Washington is now a place to be? Kind of have to wait and see on that. Sure. We, we don't we don't know for sure yet. If they start signing guys for not top dollar, then then you're gonna say that okay, maybe this is now the place to be. Because anybody can sign William Jackson the third for for 40 market premium, sure. Right, for premium dollar. Anybody can do that, including Washington. So let's see if Michael Pittman Jr. comes here with the fourth highest free agent wide receiver contract when mm. he's arguably the second best on the board. That's kind of what we got to see because guys will go anywhere for the right money. But will you get the type of guys that are going to help a team win? Maybe you're maybe you're going to get somebody like a – I'm um, just throwing total names out here. Maybe you get a Tim Settle that wants to come back because he sees something that's happening. Just a depth piece, but guys who want to come back and be a part of something. We'll see. Yeah, the, the wrong edge rusher is a free agent, in my opinion. Former Washington free agent, uh, or sorry, edge rusher is a free agent. I would have loved to seen Montez Sweat come back, but that's mm -hmm. not going to happen. He's going to stay in Chicago. What is Chicago going to do with that number one pick? Well, we've got a lot of time to talk about the draft. Like I said, if you have a player you want us to focus on, either for the draft or free agency, we're going to do free agency first, but then we'll start to get in those draft profiles. This has been episode 160 here. We talked about all the new hires, which players we would want to retain, and then free agency on there as well. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner here on a wonderful Valentine's Day. We appreciate everybody uh, stepping up with us. Of course, we're brought to you by both Bet Online and Don't Sleep Energy. And until next time, happy Valentine's Day, Mrs. Stoner. Be a fan. <laughs>